today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Ted Michaels in for Scott Thompson uh, this afternoon and tomorrow here on 900 CHML. You know, it was people of a certain vintage like myself. When I play this, you will probably remember this campaign. These men are about evenly matched. That's because the average 30-year-old Canadian is in about the same physical shape as the average 60-year-old Swede. Run, walk, cycle. Let's get Canada moving again. Well, from that came this. Body Break with Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. And joining us to talk about staying fit during the isolation and just kind of catching up on old times. The aforementioned Hal Johnson joins us here on CHML. Mr. Johnson, how are you, sir? <laughs> Good, Ted. How you doing? I'm doing well. First things first, you know, that uh, original participation jingle was 1973, and I remember because I was... Uh, still a teen approaching my 20s. What this tells me, Hal, is I feel really old when I hear that participation jingle. <laughs> well, I was in uh, <laughs> I was in high I was just starting high school at the time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I I hear you. That uh, and I remember hearing that that uh, that we were not as good in shape as the Swedes and and um, but yeah, I, as a kid I was pretty active, so I it didn't I didn't didn't hit me, that's for sure. Hal, one of the things that uh, I find fascinating in the story of uh, Body Break with you and Joanne was, um, and it's been documented in a story, uh, you had asked Joanne, basically, do you have $2,000 because you wanted to finance the pilot of Body Break. Back then, that was a lot of money to ask somebody for to pilot something that may not work. Well, absolutely. And we had no experience and really no understanding of the business and really didn't know what we were doing. But other than that, we had a good idea. So uh, we, uh, I explained the idea to her and she, and we had been kind of noodling something like this along. And I, I came out with the, with the, um, with that idea on June 8th of 1988 and, and said to her, this is the storyboard. This is what I've figured out. What do you think? And she said, uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we both put our money together, and um, within three months from that period of time, we then had a contract with participation through a, you know, a lot of ups and downs and uh, hard work and, and a lot of luck. We, uh, we persevered and got through it. You, uh, that's uh, quite the, uh, the leap of faith. What was it inside? There must have been something, Hal, that drove you inside to say, yes, this is a gamble, but I think it can work. I, you know, it's funny. I've done that all my life, and I really, I, I really feel that people have to commit to something and don't be afraid of failure. I've never been afraid to fail um, because when you fail, you don't have regrets. You don't regret, oh, I should have done that. And I, to me, that is the biggest regret. And so I, I try to do everything that I think that, ah, this is a – and I've come up with a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> um, over the years, a lot of things that didn't work, and Joanne, you know, kind of tempers me. Said, "Nah, maybe we shouldn't go down that route." But, but if you throw enough stuff at the wall, something will stick. But I really felt. I said to her on June eighth of nineteen eighty eight. I said, "I have this idea that's going to change your life." And she, you know, looked at me and said, "Oh, really?" Yeah, and she she believed, and I think that's really important. You know, she believed in the idea. She believed in in us. Uh, you know, doing this and. Uh, and she was totally committed. So I think that's what you have to do. If you come up with something, an idea, don't be afraid to fail and, and commit yourself to it. Uh, where so many people will tell you you can't do something, they're telling you that because they can't do it. They couldn't imagine themselves doing it. And they often put that onus on you. So 
I, ha- I have a tendency to not listen to people, and uh, um, and I, I I kind of I tell kids that, you know, especially today, who want to be entrepreneurs or or venture out on their own, is that you know listen to yourself and listen to your gut, and and find people around you that are going to be supportive. And those are the people, that, and I did that. I just unknowingly did that. I, my dad is just so positive, and so when it when it rains outside, my dad looks out and goes, "Hey, this is good for the grass." Um, so that's his, his. Uh, that's the way he is. And so I, went, I always would go to my dad and talk to him and. He had no idea what I was doing, but I know he'd be supportive. You know, one of the things, and you nailed this, Hal, because there's, I always get these ideas when I go for a run. It's the endorphins, and it's almost like the yin and yang, Hal, the left shoulder, right shoulder. Left shoulder, I got a great idea. Right shoulder's a stupid idea. Left shoulder said, no, no, you should listen to this. Right shoulder says, no, you're an idiot. Sit down. I've learned, Hal, as I get older, to listen to what that gut feeling says, because most of the times the gut isn't wrong. Right, and what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, I mean, really, realistically, for us, from a gamble perspective, what was the worst thing that could happen? Well, we could we could fail, quote unquote, and not not succeed, but we would have learned something through the process. So that's one of the things I do think about is that you know, through every every failure, you learn and grow. So it's not really a failure, and that's where I you know I talk to young people about that is that you really got to um, give it your best shot and don't get caught up with in the negativity, especially. Uh, today, there's so much negativity around, and, and as I said, find positive people and, and, and do positive things. Hal, before we get into some of the fitness tips, one of the uh, stories that came out this past year, and this has been a, let's face it, Hal, this has been a horrendous year for a whole lot of things, the pandemic aside, and we've heard a lot about the issues of racism in this country and especially in the States, and you've gone public, and I commend you for this, that you went public with your story, but you said in many ways you created body break to fight racism share that story with us yeah uh, when when i came up with the idea on june 8th of 88 it was because the uh um essentially the where i was doing a commercial shoot and uh, just for fun i was doing a commercial and at woodbine racetrack and they told me that um they didn't want me to stand next to this the blonde girl there because the client thought we might be together and and so at that it was kind of this this thing that hit me like a lightning bolt. Joanne and I had talked about doing something and whatever in in health and fitness, and I thought, you know, you know, let's see if we can change the way uh, people perceive, and let's change the way kids look at uh, interracial couples. And because when I was ten years old, um, I rem- um, I got a, a golf club as a kid, and I went to Northview Heights at Bathurst and Finch across the street, and I would hit that golf balls back and forth. And I started to love golf. And so that year I watched the masters and I noticed that there was no black ca- players, all black caddies. So I said to my dad, am I allowed to play golf or uh, can I just be a caddy? And he said, why? I said, well, that's what I see on TV. And so it, at, the, at that point on June 8th of 1988, I thought back to my, to being that 10 year old kid who didn't see myself on television and so I thought, why don't we create something so that kids can see themselves, that we can be reflections of a, a very diverse country. And so it, it all culminated together. Uh, the Toronto Star wrote about it and said that we were kind of like a Trojan horse. And and I thought about that. I thought, well, I never thought in that respect. But I said, yeah, I guess we were. We we never talked about it. We never, we simply showed it. And every Body Break episode, and I encourage people to go to our YouTube channel and take a look at uh, 
a lot of our body break episodes we've we were putting up a new one every week is that um uh, of our old episodes that we did and we did over 300 of them is that almost every episode we have diversity in it whether it be a person with disability or a person of a different race um and it's just it's not by accident those things are uh, are were are always very important and it's really important i believe to advocate for someone else so advocate as a male advocate for females as a person who doesn't have a disability advocate for those who who have disabilities and and so it was very important to put persons with disabilities in our show um and just my presence of being a person of color uh, was there, but we also had other, you know, uh, Asian uh, people in the show and Aboriginal people in the show, and and it wasn't about their ethnicity; it was just that they're people that we can all live, work, and play together. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Our guest is Hal Johnson, the co-founder of Body Break. Uh, now, Hal, let's talk about staying fit in isolation because a lot of people, um, why? Wanted to go to the gym, and I'll be honest, uh, the gym I joined, I went uh, both a couple of times after they reopened several months ago. I didn't feel comfortable for whatever reason and basically canceled, and they understood. So for people that can't go to the gym now, especially in southern Ontario here where everything is basically in lockdown, how about some uh, tips and advice, Hal, on what people can do to stay active and reasonably fit during these times now where everybody's in lockdown? Well, you know, it's funny because you, you think of it as from a, a negative perspective, and I try to look at things as there's always an opportunity, an opportunity to discover uh, new things, uh, new activities. Um, I was in a, a bike store uh, the other day, and they, they've sold out of all their bikes. They've, they, don't, they can't get enough bikes because people are discovering cycling again. So I don't discover an activity that maybe you did as a kid. Um, you know, I know that, uh, you know, in, in southern Ontario, we don't get that much snow. So getting out there nowadays with snowshoes, but when the snow hits, get out in snowshoe. I, I actually did that uh, last week. Um, but, you know, find a different activity that or a new activity. But also you look at the new things that have come out from a techno- technological perspective. You know, Apple TV, the fitness the, and fitness apps that uh, Apple Fitness um, that's going on right now and, uh, it, it's just terrific. So f- f- use technology. Use things that you didn't use before to, uh, as, as opposed to the tried and true, here's what I did. It really is about what I, would, what I say is that the pandemic can help you create better and new habits. And so it's all about trying to create those new habits. And when we're able to go back to the gym, when we're able to go back to normal, what I would like is people to remember um, that that day that they said, ah, I'm not going to go to the gym. Well, now, they it, remember when you couldn't go to the gym. And, and that's the thing that, that I, I think about is that people have taken things for granted. Now you won't take it for granted anymore, hopefully, once, uh, once it's back to normal. Well, Hal, I can tell you, as, as a runner and a guy who uh, I, I've been running for over 40 years, and I've seen the videos of me, Hal, it's ugly. I used to think that I ran like a gazelle. I run like a hippo. But that being said, <laughs> that being said, I kind of one of those odd ducks that likes to go outside for a run uh, in the wintertime. If it's, 
if it's what we call a red flag day and it's minus 30 wind chill, I'm not going to go, obviously, or if, if there's, you know, 15 centimeters of snow. But there's something hell about our sport running. Just It just goes outside. You get the vitamin D, if you can, on a sunny day. And just breathing in the fresh air and getting your cheeks, you know, wind burned. There's something basic about running or even walking outside that I think people, maybe a lot more people should be doing that. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a runner myself. I'm just uh, I'm too big and and clumsy, and <laughs> I'm not I'm not a runner. Um, and uh, you know, talk about a hippo run, that's <laughs> me. Uh, but uh, but I love I abs and it's too much too much damage on my on my knees. Right. And so, but for me, I love hiking. And so, um, and and so, you know, for people it's certainly in the Hamilton area, I've done it many times. The Bruce Trail through yep. uh, through Hamilton, which is just magnificent. It is, it is, and it's in our backyard. And so, you know, go along a hike on the Bruce Trail, and you say, "Well, it's kind of you know, there's snow on it." Get some snowshoes if you think about it. If you really want to do it, and hiking is, um, it's it's easy on the body. It's a uh, it's a great way to get outdoors, and and boy, it. You talk about fitness. I I went to Ireland uh, four years ago, and we hiked 150 kilometers through the mountains. Wow! And boy, and I I used the Bruce Trail as my training ground. So I would hike the Bruce Trail, you know, every, you know, uh, two three days a week, and I'd you know go 10 or 15 kilometers on the Bruce Trail just to, as a warm up, and and it was uh, and Bruce Trail is fantastic, and 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 Ireland was fantastic, but it was like well, I was in really really good condition because of just hiking and I, I would I'm a real advocate for to get out there enjoy hiking enjoy the outdoors and, and especially you know in southern Ontario you know one of the things I, I was saying a friend of mine uh, Lowell Taylor who was on the amazing race he's the blind he was the blind racer right. on the amazing race and, and Lowell and I become very good friends Lowell's a clinical psychologist and we're talking about being grateful and I said to him I said Lowell I just saw a survey that Canada was the the most desirable city or most desirable country to live in in all the world. It's uh, one of the best places in the world to live. And I said, you know, we have to feel real grateful that where we live. You know, we live in a, a, a fantastic country. Um, we, you know, it, it's, you know, I'm Canadian, so I wouldn't say it's the best. I would just say it's a fantastic country. And it's a, uh, we have to feel grateful for that. And all the things that we have around us in terms of, um, you know, the outdoors and, and, uh, and so just feel grateful from a mental perspective because I know now people mentally are getting down, but if you feel grateful, it's hard to get down. Uh, so uh, gratitude is so so important. Hell, uh, last point for you, and uh, you know we talk about, uh, and I've shared my age. I'm 66, and I'm still active. But I find hell that as I get older, what I could eat in the past, I can't. Uh, the metabolism hell is changing. It's not <laughs> quite the way it used to be. It's really annoying. But I'm wondering <laughs> from your standpoint, because I know that uh, you're a uh, couple of years behind me when it comes to age. What about you? Do you still have the sweet tooth do you have the the battles with no maybe i shouldn't have this because of the effect it's going to have on my body especially over the holiday season what ted i'm much younger than you i'm 64 so <laughs> it's uh, you know i i can, I, can I, I don't even know what it's going to be like when you're when it's when i'm your age Touché. But, but it's uh, uh i can tell you honestly uh, every day it's a battle for me every single day and and it's like do did i deserve 
like um, this one particular bakery yep. uh, bakes cherry pies, and we bought a cherry pie oh. for over the holidays, and it is a magnificent. But I savored every morsel of it. But I also worked out. But one, one, I, I've got a sweet tooth. But I, and I, I look at that. But one of the things is that is uh, I'm getting ready for a knee replacement, and so what I'm doing is I'm really upping my protein. Uh, because they're going to be cutting muscle tissue, and I'm actually going to video it. Uh, the surgeon uh, at Oakville Trafalgar is going to actually video it, and we're going to put it up on on our YouTube channel. Wow! Uh, and I'm going through right now. I'm videoing all of my prehab, all the things that I'm doing uh, physically and nutritionally and vitamin wise to get ready for the operation that's in three weeks. So, uh, and then I'm going to follow the way I do it. But one of the things, as you get older or having a, a injury is for your muscles and is that to eat and eat a lot of protein and a lot basically is um is for every kilogram you should have a gram of uh, of your weight you should have a uh, a gram of um of protein and so for my weight and because i'm going to be going in for this and if you work out i'm going to be eating about a, a hundred and 180 grams of protein uh, for for my weight on a on a daily basis. Now, which now, is a lot. Now, I'm I'm curious, Hal. Just before we wrap up, when you're talking protein, the first thing I think of is things like chicken. Are we talking that? Are we talking a lot more extensive? Well, a lot more extensive, but it it gets you know it, how you bring the protein in, regardless if it's on a on a on a cow or a chicken or a smoothie. It really doesn't matter. Uh, so I I get it from a. Uh, uh, protein powders, uh, a lot of it, and uh, then I'll have some chicken. But I, you have to think about what you're you're eating each and every day and how you're fueling your body. And I'm a huge proponent of vitamin D um, that people should be, you know, having at least you know 2,000 mL a day of of uh, vitamin D, and, and it does so many things. And they're seeing the relationship between vitamin D and those who are in the ICU with COVID. Um, there's there is there is becoming a relationship between the um, the severity of things and uh, vitamin and vitamin D that they're showing in lots of studies and I've, I've studied a lot about it and it was like wow it's uh, it's pretty important so I would say have your vitamin D and eat your protein and have your piece of cherry pie a special occasion. Hal, uh, you know, now I'm thinking we, uh, after the surgery, we got to get you back on the air to talk about how it went and uh, what you're going through post-recovery because knee surgery is something that a lot of people are going through. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to slot you down for some point in a couple of months. We'll have you back and, and talk about how the surgery went. Well, my, my, my goal is to, uh, uh, is to be on the East Coast Trail, do the East Coast Trail in, uh, in Newfoundland in September. So after I've got my COVID shot, we're getting on a plane, and I'm going to hike the East Coast Trail a little over 200 kilometers. So uh, i got to get that knee ready to go. Perfect. Hal Johnson, can't thank you enough. Have yourself uh, a great uh, 2021. Stay healthy. Much appreciated and a great talking to you. My pleasure, uh, Ted. And until next time, keep fit and have fun. All right. There's Hal Johnson from uh, Body Break. What a fascinating look at uh, somebody's life and uh, what uh, what a great individual. And... I feel somewhat humbled, knock on wood, that he's having knee surgery, and I'm not yet. So there's, you know, there's still hope. I mean, I'm sure down the road I probably will. But uh, what an absolutely fascinating story and a, and a great individual and uh, somebody who a lot of Canadians, of course, are. Uh, they all know who he and uh, Joanne are. 
The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.